All right, my name is Aaron Rhodes, and you are listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast. We are sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76th and Troost in Kansas City, Missouri. That was good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I say it every week. Today on the show, we have Bailey Larkin. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good as I can be, you know. That's so, what you aim for. trying times. This <laughs> is trying times. We beat this summer heat. It's no, finally yeah. cool the yeah, last it's few like days. like 70 yesterday, 80 oh, today. It's beautiful. pretty. Feels really good. Chill. I wish I still had my porch couch going. I would be oh. lounging right now. Take naps out there. Man, oh, what if we could record on the porch? <laughs> That'd be fun. You'd wow. just hear cop cars flying by every five <laughs> minutes. But nonetheless, uh, you're here yeah. because today, Friday, you just released the new Party Fridge album, the right. debut release. It's called All These Songs Are Happy Songs. That's right. Those are facts. These are, these are all facts. And yeah, um, tell me about starting the band. It was originally called Egg Drop Soup. It was originally called Egg Drop Soup. Well, uh, so me and Elijah, our bass player, who's sitting right there, he didn't want to come on the, he didn't want to be in this. Uh, we've known each other since we were in uh, elementary school, I think. And uh, we started playing in bands together, like sophomore, junior year of high school, just like shitty, like folk rock kind of bands. And, uh, but we started kind of taking it seriously when we started playing in this band called Egg Drop Soup with another friend of ours. Uh, that fell apart, and we added uh, Sophie to our band in February of this year. And once she got in there, we, we started to say, wow, you know, like, this sounds really cool. This is something we could really take off. So now here we are on Shuttlecock. <laughs> and uh, what uh, led to the first name and then the name change? Uh, so the guy that was playing drums for us at the time was like, this name's so good. It's so good. Everyone's going to love it. And I was like, no, thank you. And Elijah was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but as soon as he left the band, I was like, we got to change this fucking name. It's really bad. Um, but with the new member, you know, new name, that's pretty much all it was. Mm. Any specific inspiration? Oh, well, yeah. So Sophie in her kitchen has this, uh, or I guess had this fridge that when you open it up, all the lights inside like flash different colors. It's a party. So it's party fridge. Party fridge. Yeah. A, a great representation of what what the band is. Yeah, pretty much. We like food and parties. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Nice. That's the name. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, and to get into the music a little bit, I remember when we were talking, like, sometime recently, you mentioned uh, one of Sid's write-ups on TooMuchRock.com <laughs> where he called you guys over-the-top, capital E, emo. I really liked that. Yeah. I want to get like that on a plaque, mm. over-the-top, capital E, emo. Yeah, so <laughs> what, what kind of like inspirations and influences do like all of the members share and like what, what, what kind of stuff do you guys all agree on? Because it is kind of a more unique like blend of... Yeah, it's definitely a hodgepodge of, like, a bunch of different genres and styles. Um, I think just the way that me and Elijah write lyrically and our song structures are just very naturally emo music. Uh, One of our, like, common influences between the two of us is Bright Eyes. 
We listen to a lot of his music. And um, I think that definitely shows in the song structures and lyrics and the style that I sing in, I think. Um, but, you know, we both listen to a very wide array of genres, like from punk music to more math to emo to jazz and classical. And I think when I'm writing something, I'll just continue be, to be listening to... Um, I'll just be continuing to listen to whatever I'm in the mood for. And what I'm listening to kind of gets melved into what I'm writing at the time. Uh, yeah. And so you weren't, you weren't offended at all when <laughs> you, you just got the, the tag. No, I was, I was shocked. I don't know. I've always been really bad at uh, labeling my own music by what, for what genre it is. <laughs> and just, I never thought we were mathy at all. So then when he said that it was hinting at math rock, I was like, oh, that's so funny. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, and, um, so you guys had been playing since. Well, when when did it start? As Egg Drop Soup. As like? uh, Egg Drop Soup, I believe it actually only started in October. No, it would have been it would have been early around this time. No, it would have been early summer of 2017. Mm. So not that long ago, really. No, oh, yeah, and like, have you had like some of the same songs since back then, or did the new I lineup think, bring on like a whole new thing? So. A lot of the songs that are on this record, we actually, me and Elijah started writing for my solo album. We were writing those songs, and they turned into full band songs for this project. And those songs, I think the earliest one that we started was maybe late, early 2016, late 2015. Um, but there there have been a few songs that we've trashed since then. But yeah, uh, pretty much, yeah, a lot of the songs have been in our repertoire for a good two or three years. Mm. Oh, yeah, and the drummer, Sophie. 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 Uh, yeah. Sh- sh- um, there's a trumpet involved, too. Yeah. So you got drums, vocals, and trumpet out of Sophie. Yeah. As to was the was first that time. kind of like, when, when did the trumpet come into the so equation? I put, well, when we met Sophie, I put out this Twitter post saying that we needed a new drummer, and Sophie's roommate, Courtney, uh, replied to it and said, hey, my roommate's been playing drums. We should uh, meet up and talk about this. And we did. And there was a trumpet, like, sitting in the corner of the room. And I was like, hey, do you play trumpet? And she was like, yeah, I do. It was, like, one of my first instruments. So, like, from that moment, I was like, no, get on the trumpet. And, like, it adds a really nice, like, extra texture to it. Um, one of the biggest influences that that I wanted the record to sound like was Cap and Jazz's record. Mm. I think you can kind of hear that in the rawness of the vocals and, like, the natural room reverb because we recorded it in a house and um adding that horn to it was like next yeah i really loved how that sounded oh yeah and like i don't know i think the trumpet is actually kind of naturally a versatile a more versatile instrument than like a lot of people in rock yeah. kind of give it credit for like i oh, mean it's pretty just... common in emo music mm. and i guess i didn't really think that when i first started listening to the genre Mm. But yeah, it is. Oh yeah, like you just listen to all the foxing stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, there's plenty of. What a great band. <laughs> Man, that dog Sorry. is going Her, yeah. crazy. Herman, please stop. Um, no, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Sorry, roommate, dog situation. No, he's he, a good he's boy. Cool now. He's, he's a good, good boy. guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just yeah. People just like make. I'm sure. I'm sure you've got some ska jokes at this point. I actually I'm, I'd haven't be surprised heard any ska not. jokes. I, Elijah's not me. I think he's heard some 
that were a ska band. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be sure to make one next time Please. I see you guys. Yeah. But, no, yeah, people don't <laughs> uh, give enough thought to the trumpet, I think. Maybe. No, I, w- I would agree, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, where does the album's title come from? So, when we were first playing songs with our original lineup of me, Elijah, and Jimmy, we, uh... <laughs> What's up, buddy? Um, one of, I think, the cornerstones of what I wanted the band to be was a lot of spoken word in the songs. So, each of the songs would be paired with a poem that me or Elijah had written. And one of the one of the poems was called All These Songs Are Happy Songs. And it was about basically in emo music, you know, a lot of it's dreary and very sad and depressing. Um, but the way that I look at it is, you know, you write these songs when you're in a really bad place and you look back on them now and you're in such a better place. Uh, and that's why they're happy is because you can play them now with like a smile on your face. And that was really beautiful to me. Um, we don't do that poem really live anymore, but I thought the the poem was beautiful enough. It's kind of a sentiment to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and that's, I think anyone who does listen to a lot of, like, emo or pop punk or, like, post-hardcore music can kind of relate to that feeling. Like, yeah, like you're listening to this music pretty often, like, if you're bummed out about something, and then, like, Oh, you're, you're and like when you see it live, and you're like in a room with all your friends, and you're listening to this sad music. Like, yeah, it's not so much of a bummer; no. it's more of like a triumphant thing. Yeah, at times. for sure, that's a good word for it. Mm. Nice. But um, yeah, and you guys went straight to doing a full length album, like right out we of the did. gate. No People told EP me not or to, demo. But we yeah, did what, it why why'd they tell you not to? Uh, they told me you gotta start slow. You know, you gotta keep it with the EPs. Don't give it to them all at once. And I said, fuck that. We got eight songs. Let's do it. I don't know. Yeah, it's not I don't know. I'm not, I'm never, I've never been a fan of, like, whatever, playing industry games to build whatever. I think just if you got it, give it to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not, not, not an in for the clout. No. No, I'm not. I just want to <laughs> play some music for some people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, tell me a little bit about the recording process for it because it was recorded in... A house in yeah. Raytown? In no, not no, in Raytown, in Raytown. Uh, McPherson, McPherson, way out in uh, Central Kansas. Oh, okay, middle but it's, of nowhere. It was recorded by Cole, Cole Waters, Waters who's, who's Brian Waters' son, Brian Waters, who son. lives in Raytown. Yeah, so who, that's where the connection no, yeah. is. And runs he runs Bumba Spins. Bumba Spins. Yeah, <laughs> DIY venue. Shout uh, out, shout cool out to place Brian. that I have not yeah. been yet. It's all right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Brian's really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we hopped in a van. And we drove out to uh, Central Kansas. Um, we got there, I think, Monday, Sunday or Monday night. And then we stayed for three or four days tracking all day. And it was really great because everyone that has recorded in that style said that the best thing you can do to get a really good recording is to isolate yourself from like everything going on like don't play shows while you're recording go somewhere you've never been before and it was really great like every morning I woke up we, we slept on like the floor of the studio space where we were recording which was just his living room because it's like a super small house and every morning I would wake up and I'd go like on a run and explore a different part of the town which was really cool and then every night like five or six we'd stop recording 
and like just have a party, everyone drinking and watching SpongeBob and stuff. It was really, really fun. And it was the first time that like we as a band, we haven't gotten any tours or anything yet, but it was the first time that we as a band have spent like every day together for a full week. Mm -hmm. So it was a really great bonding experience for us too. Were there any fights involved? Uh, (laughs) No, I think I got really frustrated a couple times. But that's just the recording process. But no, everyone was really, everyone was really nice. Mm. It's really great. Yeah, and I think you mentioned either like on the Bandcamp notes or in the press release that like you can kind of like, and I noticed it when I listened. Like you can hear like kind of some creaking and like yeah. people talking in other rooms and I noticed stuff um, like that. during during a couple vocal takes. I did notice like I can kind of hear stuff going on in other rooms. Because what we did is when we did the vocals, we had um, we had our microphone in the kitchen that we were actually recording the vocals on. And then we had a room microphone in the living room, which is one room over. So it would pick up just like the ambience of the house and everything going on in it. And we did the same thing, but opposite when the bands were recording uh, main microphones in the living room, uh, ambient mic in the kitchen. And basically to get any kind of reverb or to just get that lo-fi just like room feel we just turned up that microphone because people were just hanging out in the house while we were recording it was really really cool at one point I think during uh, the last track on the album uh, you can hear Cole's roommate Robert come home from work mm. like throw his keys on the table and stuff like he comes into the kitchen like makes himself a sandwich it's just it's really cool because um, some of the parts of the album are super chaotic and otherworldly and psychedelic uh, but then there's these like super real moments where you just hear stuff happening in a room and like brings you back to reality. Mm. Yeah, he's uh, grabbing stuff out of the party fridge and making some. <laughs> no, that was bad. Uh, that was, that but, was bad. <laughs> yeah, That's okay. Yeah, it, was, it was a reach. But um, <laughs> you gotta try sometimes. No, but um, has Cole had other bands to record there before? Or uh, is this this is the a... first time. I believe it's the first time they had someone just come to his house and do it in his house. Mm. Um, I know he recorded his band, Junior Retreat, which is really good. Shout out to Junior Retreat. And also his other band, From Dust to Beating Hearts. They're also really good. Shout out to to Dust from Beating Hearts. Um, But I think we're basically maybe the third band that he's done a project like this, but the first band that he's ever done in his house. Nice. So it was a learning curve for all of us, Mm -hmm. for sure. And um, what else do I got here? Oh, yeah, and... Lyrically, the the first song you you dive in to some pretty heavy stuff. It's yeah, and, it's pretty right off the bat, and and it gets like you know it kind of shifts like throughout the album shifts to like slightly less consequential <laughs> stuff, but like um, like you talked about in the writing, you go into like gender dysphoria mm-hmm. and some of that stuff. So like I'm just. Like, you don't have to go into the whole process of writing that, but I was a little curious just, like, what the writing means to you in those situations, like, those heavier situations, you know? Like, does it, like, really, like, help you to any extent, or is it kind of a more painful process? Um, I think when I'm writing the songs, uh, it's it's definitely therapeutic to get these words down and really, like, document my emotions. And I feel like it's good for me, too, to revisit that and just see how I was feeling at this time in my life. Um, I mean, that song in particular, 
the night before we had um, our first show with our new lineup, a good friend of mine had killed himself. And that day I wrote that song. And um, every time I come back to it, I kind of think about that. And just like what a dark place it put me in. But that, you know, getting to be loud and rowdy and make music that night was like really good for me. And, you know, it makes me think about that every time I play it. Um, it's really great. Um, but, yeah, in regards to, you know, writing about gender dysphoria and depression and everything, um, I think this is definitely the most honest project that I've ever made. I get pretty candid about, you know, mental health and gender dysphoria on my solo album, but I don't think it came anywhere close to where it does on this album. I think having, like, the wall of sound behind it uh, really amplifies those feelings and makes it pretty uh, pretty lethargic and yeah. Not not afraid to shout about stuff when no. you have a no, not at guitar all. blaring behind you. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And no, yeah, and as far as vocals go, too, like you're you're just talking about your your solo work, and like I noticed, like maybe some people would maybe shoot for like a different, like more specific, like emo vocal style but like i think your the kind of like folk punk style vocals that you do on some of your solo stuff kind of carries over here so is that kind of a conscious thing you think about i don't think it was conscious i'm not a trained vocalist in any way mm. um so i think this that's just the way i know how to sing um especially when it gets more screamy and it kind of uh carries more towards like a screamo vibe in the vocals um that's just me shredding my throat, you know. It's it, it was never a conscious thing, and I think that to get that same vocal range with my solo stuff, I just use the same inflection in my voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was never a conscious decision. I don't think, though. Um. Oh yeah, and um, I guess I was just curious. You like I I hadn't even seen party fridge until like a m- couple months ago yeah well, maybe that one last two months leg ago. day show yeah I the think. leg day show mm-hmm. rest in peace rest in peace rest in peace um <laughs> but yeah i guess i just i was curious about like maybe some favorite shows you have played with that band so far and like any that leg day show was really fun because that was the first show with prude which was very dear to my heart um and then also, just a few weeks ago, I got to play with Awake But Still In Bed. And that's, like, one of my favorite bands. Um, that was at Records With Merit. That was at Records With Merit. That was amazing. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was a really amazing show. Um, back to uh, influences. When I was getting those first recordings back on this record, I was trying to think of, like, who does this sound like? And it, like, didn't sound like any bands that I know. But I think the closest thing was Awake But Still In Bed. And that was really cool because that's... Like, one of my favorite bands. Mm. Shout out to Shannon. She's really cool. What, what do you like so much about that band? I love how raw the vocals are and just, like, man, the instrumentals are just so genius. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, when I listen to it, like, I feel something unlike when I listen to, like, very many other bands. It's mm. really great. And, yeah, what what can you tell me about, like, some of the guitar work that you did on the album because yeah i guess pretty I just, wild no yeah <laughs> like it 
I, I guess, again, not, not to ask the same thing, but, like, do you consciously tr- write your solo work different than, like, band stuff you have, or is it kind of a collaborative effort when you do it? Or? Well, me and Elijah, pretty much pretty much everything that I've ever made, really, me and Elijah have made together. Um, and we're both fans of, like, folk and emo music. Uh, so when we write together, it definitely veers that way. And like I said, the... We wrote a lot of the Party Fridge songs at the same time that we were writing my solo album. Mm. Uh, so definitely a lot of it feels really similar. There's a few just super folky riffs in the Party Fridge record that you'd expect to come out of the solo one. Yeah. Uh, as for basically what makes it, I think, unique to Party Fridge is all the effects and all the modulation and things I put on it, which gave it a pretty unique sound. Mm. Oh, yeah, and I'm trying to think, like, there aren't a ton of drums on wait, are, do you, I, I forget do you put like on the solo s- one solos, yeah there's no it, I stuff, think it's yeah. just acoustic guitar and me and then mm. there's like electric guitar in one song mm. and you'd also recently been telling me that you're trying to get away from performing like solo sets and yeah. that kind of thing what has kind of pushed you from you know that? during the couple month period where party fridge didn't have a drummer uh, that's when I started making that's when I released the solo album, um, not thinking it would like take off or anything, but it actually got like really popular, and people wanted me to play some bigger shows with it. And that was never my intention with the project. I really want Party Fridge to be my main thing. Um, so I just kind of decided to stop playing those shows because it started to get in the way of Party Fridge, which is never what I wanted. But the the solo release is called "I Hate the Chicago I hate the Cubs." Chicago Cubs. What what inspired that name? Uh, yeah, I had a pretty traumatic night the that the Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 2016, mm. uh, November 4th, 2016. Uh, yeah, and just like the months after that were just really shitty for me. Yeah. So, pretty much, I hate the Chicago Cubs. I associate their success and their victory with my misery. Mm. So that's where that title came from. Or are you a Royals fan yourself? Um, you I live in Kansas really City. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're all right. I was happy when they won the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah. <laughs> you have a favorite player on the Kansas City Royals? I, no. no. <laughs> I couldn't name like, A least favorite league. Cubs player, maybe? <laughs> I don't know any Cubs players. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't be so mean to them. No, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should get to know them before I... Name it Next time they're in them. town, we'll, we'll get you all together and we'll talk <laughs> it out. Okay. Um, yeah, you'd also mentioned to me recently that, like, I, I didn't, I just hadn't really thought about it much, but you said you hadn't attended even a DIY show until, like, a year and a half ago, you said? Yeah, the first uh, Party Fridge show, that was, like, my first DIY show. Because I had been in the bands that me and Elijah had played in before, like, I would throw shows for us, but it was, like, me booking it, and we never did them at DIY spaces. We played at the Granada and at the Bottleneck, and, like, we played at, like, big old venues, but, like, it was never a DIY thing. And when I found that community, it was like, wow, this is incredible. This is just so great and, like, so much better than working with, like, shitty promoters, you know, mm. with big with big venues. Were, were you doing, like, Afton shows, or, like, how were you... How were you no, I was just... I was on? dealing with... Um, I was uh, emailing the venue, like, owners directly mm. and just booking shows for us then. Nice. Yeah. 
But, um, yeah, what was your, like, initial connection to, like, the first, like, DIY people? Uh, so, Travis McCluskey used to book um, hardcore shows, mostly out at Bubba Spins. And I met him just through a mutual friend of ours. And he kind of introduced me to DIY music, which was hardcore music at first, which is not really my speed. So, we were playing with some hardcore bands at first, which is weird, but... That was my, like, gateway into the community. And then I met, like, Jake and Ethan and everybody, and they just introduced me to everybody in the scene. It's pretty great. Mm. Oh, yeah, and so we're, we're the first, like... I know th- there's kind of a difference between a lot of the hardcore and, like, metalcore that gets booked at Bo Spins versus, yeah. like, the, like, punk-adjacent yeah, hardcore stuff. Yeah, it's very different. So what, what was, like, your first impression of... Like, because... Have <laughs> you listened Zion. to much? <laughs> I saw Zion, the first show that we played, and Josh wasn't... Josh wasn't um, uh, singing with them at the time, but I saw them pre-Josh Zion, and that was pretty... Uh, that was pretty rattling, because I wasn't used to anything that aggressive or loud. Mm. Um, and, of course, now I play in, like, a hardcore punk band, and I love that shit. But, yeah, at the time, it was, like... Wow. Yeah, you, you hadn't People, had much exposure saw, to... Yeah, no, I had, yeah. I had never seen anything like that before. So I was, like, super wide-eyed, and people were laughing at me. But, no, I saw people doing those dances, and I was like, wow, this <laughs> is so aggressive. And it was fun, though. Like, I had a good time, mm. but it was definitely, like, an awakening to aggressive music. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you play bass in Prude. I do. And, no, yeah, so what was it... Were, were you hesitant at all to jump into no, a hardcore so punk band? No, so what happened is uh, the when Leg Day came home from tour in January, uh, Zane's band, Walter Cronkite, I don't know if you've had the pleasure. I haven't seen them, the but I, I think I've listened to to them. see this band. Uh, but That's Zane's other band? Yeah, yeah, Zane and Greg and some other people play for Walter Cronkite. And uh, Greg plays guitar for Via Luna. And... He's, like, the best guitar player I know. But then he plays bass for Walter Cronkite, and it's just, like, the loudest, just most insane, like, grindcore shit I've ever seen in my life. And it was so fun. And I said, I want to do that. That looks like a lot of fun. And, you know, once you're playing in the band, like, there's no stopping you. Uh, me, Jake, Ethan, and Cena got together and were like, let's start a band. And Jake had written some songs, and I dug it. It's a lot of fun. People seem to dig it. I don't know what's good or not good regarding punk music, but people seem to really like it, so I have a good time. No, yeah, I think you guys are doing good so <laughs> far. You're on a roll, I think. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, is there any, anything... Uh, I, I know people seem to enjoy, oh, at least I do, um, watching you and Jake, like, spar <laughs> between songs. I lo- yeah, I don't know. He, like, pushed me whatnot. during one show, and I was like, yeah, that's fun. Let's beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, there are fun. other times you'll just end up on the ground yourself and yeah. slamming into folks. And it's, yeah, it's fun. I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, it's very therapeutic to, like, just, like, exhaust yourself completely playing music. And I do that in Party Fridge, but I'm also singing in Party Fridge, so I can do that more in Prude. Yeah. It's really fun. Make a real workout out of it. Make an ass out of yourself, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess what what I also wanted to ask about your time in the DIY scene so far is just kind of like I don't know, like I'm not like trying to like brag or anything here, but like you know I've been going to a lot of these shows for like five or six years. Yeah. But I guess I am just more curious, like what the perspective 
of someone who is like a little bit newer to the scene like feels about like the punk or emo or like all the other like DIY scenes in Kansas. It's pretty City. great. Yeah. Um like as a queer person going to punk shows, it's super inclusive and really great and kind of like the safest space that I've ever been a part of. Yeah, the community's really great. Like everyone's just so nice and yeah, mm-hmm. and people aren't afraid to like I don't know, like they welcome each other into their homes. It's it's really great. Everyone just likes each other. No complaints, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what I was really expecting, but I don't know. I thought you might have some kind of insight that Everyone I'm missing. Everyone sucks. But this <laughs> is a call-out post. I'm just kidding. Oh, we've had enough of those. <laughs> um, but, yeah, is there anything we didn't get to that you want to talk about? Anything, any bands that you're excited about right now? Anything you're excited for coming up? Any local bands I'm excited about? Yeah. Employers, new records are really good. Mm. Um, Liquid Swords is on tour right now. They're really good. Um, Prude is going to record a demo when Liquid Swords gets back. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Party Fridge is going on tour in October. Nice. Where are you guys going? Prude doing like a circle around the Midwest. Not with Prude. I meant with the caves. We're not touring with Prude. Oh, yeah, I was going to be like, oh, wow, you've got some unique <laughs> That'd be a wild tour, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> you said uh, The Caves? Yeah, The Caves. They're like an indie surf rock band from Wichita. They're really tight. Nice. Check them out, viewers. Are those folks you, you met through, like, Cole and them? Yeah, or? no, actually I met them. They were on tour with Community Theater. Rest in peace, Community Theater. Um, they came through Blue Springs, and I played with them with my solo project. And me and Sophie from that band, we just hit it off. We were talking for, like, a really long time. Uh, yeah, we just really dig each other's music, and we decided to do a tour. It's going to be fun. Nice. I think we're doing like a week and a half. Should be fun. Yeah. You got yeah. anything? Um, trying to think here. Uh, not really. Where can people uh, find you guys online? And yeah, we're, and we're at Party Fridge KC on Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. Your cat's going to bring yeah. this light down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the album's on Bandcamp. As of today, it's on Spotify and Bandcamp and Amazon Music, but I think it should be on Apple, on Apple Music soon. I'm not sure what's up with that. Anyways, go listen to it. Go buy it so we can go on tour and do cool stuff. Awesome. <laughs> what's up? Oh, oh, surprise, <laughs> surprise guest here. Very, very social. Panini. No, oh, it'll be like leg day. Right. No, yeah, but um, yeah, if people, what's up? Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> please follow um, at Shellcock Mag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, visit shellcockmusic.com to read all the articles and see all the other content and stuff. Oh boy, there goes the, mic- there goes the microphone. Um, <laughs> Visit shellcockmag.bigcartel.com to buy uh, T-shirts, photozines, and buttons. And, yeah, I think that's all I have. Thanks for being on the show today. Cool. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Fell apart just in time. (laughs) Shit.